I met Gabe Turner through his TikTok channel. Actually, I should say he engaged with my TikTok channel first, and then I found his, and his is called The Deeper Life, and it's actually really, really awesome. He has so many different videos that he makes that just literally talk about the deeper life of walking with the Lord. And really, it, that the TikTok channel is kind of fruit of what comes out of his own personal life. And I'm not going to share his story with you here because that's what we talk about in this interview, in this podcast. It's really, really powerful. I love it. It was uh, uh, one of my favorite interviews that I've done and, and uh, just really, really powerful. His story of walking with God and just that that story of that so many of us have had where we grew up kind of knowing about God, knowing God, but not really fully living for him and then going full blast for him. It's, it's, you're going to love it. It's an awesome, awesome interview. Also, I just want to make a couple of announcements. First of all, the Threads of Revival e-course is going live this week. So make sure you look out for it. Any, we're doing a special right now. This is the first time I've done anything like that. This We are just now starting a newsletter for Revival Carriers where I'm going to be sending out teachings. There will be some new courses and, and I'm even working on a book right now and different things that will be coming out. And if you sign up for our newsletter, which I'll put the link below in here, you can sign up. I will send, you'll get a, a, uh, a promo code to get 50% off the e-course. It's going to originally be $50. You'll be able to get it for $25. This e-course, it is a 20 plus hour, uh, hour, sorry, years of ministry experience of my own studying over 2000 years of revival and church history, powerful moves of God. And it's like almost 13 hours of video. It is a lot of content. There's downloadable notes. There's all kind of stuff there. We talk about Smith Wigglesworth, William Booth, uh, John Welch, all kinds of really, really powerful people. Uh, Gregory, the wonder worker, people who are really powerful for God. We really go deep and study and you will be fully equipped to walk and the power of God, and you'll have a much, you'll have a great understanding, a solid foundation for it. So I know you're going to in enjoy this interview. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter, or you can just go to revivalcarriers.com. It will be the that e-course will be available in the next couple of days, and it's really powerful. I'm really excited, and this interview is so good. Uh, thank you for joining us, and here is Gabe Turner. Thanks for being part of the podcast, Gabe. Uh, it's it's so exciting to have you. We I know we've, we've talked before on the phone, and I've been watching your TikTok videos. And there's just so it's amazing to me. You are so focused on the Word of God and constantly telling people about the Word of God in, in your teachings. And it's I I love your videos, and I I want to talk about your talk your TikTok later uh, yeah. later on in the podcast. But could we start out? Could you just share your story with us? Yeah. Well, that's like my favorite thing in the world to do. So, so this is awesome. Um, awesome. Um, well, I, I grew up in San Diego and, um, I was, my, my parents were in ministry. And so I was tagging along with all kinds of things, uh, going on outreaches and we were really close to Mexico. So we go down to Mexico a lot and, um, uh, we went on a few different international trips or different times, um, longer, like the whole summer. And that's how I got introduced to YWAM, which will come in later, but, but, uh, yeah. So, and I guess my first taste of revival sort of stuff, just since this is the revival carriers podcast, I'll mention this is that we were, we were going to the vineyard church for most of my 
a lot of my childhood and and that was when renewal was happening and it that was just uh just it marked me and mm -hmm. um and uh yeah i so i but i was just I was just observing there were, nah, I, I, it's hard for me to not share every little story, but, but hey, uh, I, we got it, time share whatever you feel like you need to <laughs> yeah, share. You know, yeah. Well, it, I saw some really awesome stuff and just the presence of God. And, you know, at the same time I was, so I grew up around that and, but really wasn't discipled and, and was pretty ignorant. So of, the Christian life. Mm. And, and so that's, so anyway, I, I ended up, I was always, I was, I was a believer. I was, you know, walking with Jesus as best I knew how with just picking th stuff up by osmosis, <laughs> but not really, you know, I was a kid. So, you know, you develop it. It's, that's something I'm fascinated by is just how, how we grow, mm. how we develop in, in our faith, in our beliefs. And, and what does that really how does that work? And, um, but so it wasn't until I got to college, I went to music school in Boston and, um, played I, saxophone is a big part of my life music. Really? And, wow. um, so I, I was pursuing music and I, I got, I, I, I found campus crusade and we ended up going, they had an art school Bible study and, or cell group thing. And, and so, because there's tons of art school, art schools around there and so I was with a bunch of other people really all creative people really cool and and that was the first time I had met people my age who uh actually read their bibles and were like excited about God like everybody up until then it was just going through the motions this is what we do um and it was mostly in my head, it was like, oh, when you're an adult, you do that stuff. Or, or yeah. you know, it's, it would, it's, it's funny as you look back and you realize that's what you were thinking, essentially. And um, so, so that was where I started. I mean, I was like, oh, you mean you read the Bible? So I started reading the Bible. I, I, I started reading some other books, starting to figure some, I was like, oh, ah, I, you know, <laughs> you know, I here I'd been on outreaches to all for like done all kinds of things you know but still no no real christian formation taking place and or or at least not not any intentional formation taking place and so so was, and still it was just really haphazard um but and then i by the end of that time i done two years in college and i was like wow I'm realizing I'm starting to realize that this God thing is a big part of life. And I really need to like, take some time to pursue God, you know, or, or I didn't, I didn't really, I was like, I need to be serious about this or something. So I felt like I, I wanted to take out some time uh, from school and go to a DTS, which I'd heard was a good thing. Youth with a mission, discipleship training school. Um, and I, so I went to in Lausanne, Switzerland, and oh, wow. uh, that the was ori the original why we original, Missions. yeah. And amazing to hear uh, Lauren was living there. Lauren and Darlene were living there at the time, and um, so we saw them quite often. And he taught in my DTS for the whole week, and um, you know, hearing him talk about 
brother Andrew and Corey Tenboom and all these legends that that were there in the original DTSs, you know, yeah. and um, just and just being around that. And, and I'll tell you, it what since since you're a YWAMer too, I, I you know it's it's like it what even growing up the way I'd grown up, being around good good churches and stuff. Uh, I had never heard teaching like that before. Yeah. Um, and I remember just sitting there. Uh, I mean, really just feeling the presence of God. And, and there would be some weeks more than others, but just just like dumping goodness on your head and and just like, I had to run to the bathroom many times just to go weep. Wow. Um, because I didn't want to do it in the middle of class when everybody else was <laughs> listening to the lectures, you know, or just or or to blow my nose, you know, because I was so just <laughs> crying too much. And, and it was just like, it's just amazing when when the truth uh gets released. Um yeah. it's so powerful. And, yeah, I so powerful. I, you know, yeah. Lauren Cunningham was just in a car accident a couple of days ago. Really? Yeah, he almost died. Uh, I had a, wow. I I FaceTimed with Winky Prattney and yeah. he had just heard from from Kona Lauren, he was on his way back from he was ministering somewhere. He only had to drive like 10 minutes, but while he was driving, he was he was tired and ended up falling asleep at the wheel and he hit a tree bounced off that tree and hit another tree. And he said that if he hadn't hit the second tree, he would have died because he would have apparently gone off a cliff and would have died. But that tree saved he's there. All he's fine. But where yeah, was he, this? This is in Kona, Hawaii. Wow. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. I'm <laughs> glad he survived, man, because he, Lauren, he's a legend. You know, he taught oh. in my, he taught in my DTS. Yeah. And then, I I was with him a couple times, but whenever I was with him in Argentina, he was speaking at a, a YWAM conference whenever I was in Argentina uh, for, I was that, down there for about six months. Mm. And I, my kids, my oldest son was really young. This was a long time ago. He was like six, I think. And, or even less, actually he was even younger than that. And I remember I, I happened to come across Lauren just standing in this little garden and there was nobody else around him. So I was like, well, I'm going to go talk to him, you know? So I go up and I, I started just asking him questions about raising kids on the mission field. Cause I was a new dad and I didn't know <laughs> how do you, how do you do this? How do you raise a child and school them and have them walk with the Lord? Cause I know to this day, I just had a conversation with somebody and I, I know so many people who they're missionaries and they told their children end up hating God and totally walking away from the faith. And so I didn't want yeah. that to happen with my kids. So right. I was asking him, what, how do you do that? And he, he gave me a lot of really good advice. It was, it was largely stability is incredibly important in kids' lives. And he said with his kids, he would take uh, he, everywhere they traveled, even if they went to a hotel, they brought their own utensils and their own cups and, and their own, their own blankets, not just so they could make home wherever they went. Yeah. It was, it was really good advice. He's, he's an awesome guy. Well, well, they they did a good job with their kids. Yeah, <laughs> you, now that we have many years later, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, it was so cool. I got to talk to him a few times, and it's it's just yeah, he's he's one of those modern heroes. Yes, he is. Yeah. 
So you went to Lausanne and you go through your DTS there. What happens after that? Yeah. So, okay. So my goal after when I, when I took my break from college was go to DTS and then I'm going to go work on a cruise ship to play, play in a band and get some experience. Cause I heard somebody else did that. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, Oh, I'm totally doing that. Like (laughs) you get paid to play your instrument and you know, and you get to be in the Caribbean or wherever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do DTS. I'm going to do that. So I got a gig on a cruise ship after DTS. And thus began um, the, I call it the anti-DTS. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you something, though. Before, when I left DTS, I, I was thinking about this. Um, I remember thinking to myself, I was taking this long walk and when we got back from outreach and everything, and I, I was like, you know, you're end of your six or seven months there. And you're like, wow, I, I just had this sense. And it was right. It was right. I was like, I just had this sense. Like, I, I think I was supposed to get more out of this than mm. I, than I did. Like I could tell there was something that hadn't clicked yeah. inside um it was amazing it was great I had a lot of great notes and i was inspired by a lot of things and and it was it was definitely took me to another level but but it wasn't and i knew it wasn't there yet what, where it needed to be because maybe even just by observing other people's relationship with the lord their passion their commitment and stuff where you get to you can't fake that stuff yeah and and so that's what I, i've always been big on like i'm if ever I do anything, it has to just, it has to, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to fake anything. I'm not going to just pretend or, you know, it's either the real thing or it's not, you know? And so anyway, that was where I was at. And I thought, Oh, I'll go on the cruise ship. I'll have tons of time to, to re- go over my DTS notes and read some great books. And, you know, cause you get a lot of free time. And so, so anyway, we, I get on the, on the ship and I'm on there for seven months and wow. it's funny because DTS was six months. D- this was seven months. It's and and the reason it was the anti-DTS is this. It's uh, it, <laughs> so it's like the movie Groundhog Day, except it's a week. It's it was a seven-day cruise, and it keeps repeating over and over and over again. Every little detail about the week is exactly the same as the next and the next and the next. <laughs> so, you know, the first few weeks, you're like, oh, interesting. This is cool. You know, you, you have steak, like, and you eat really well. Like in the crew, the crew mess, they, uh, well, actually, no, we were the staff. The crew are in a whole different uh, mess. There's like, there's like 100 or 200 crew. And they're all from like third world countries and stuff. And they're like, they don't even speak English. They're yeah. on a whole other dining area. The staff, the entertainers and stuff like that. <laughs> They're in, they're in their own dining room. And it's, it's basically where the chefs are, the, the new chefs and the new waiters are getting trained. Huh. And so they're getting, they're practicing making the fancy food for us. So we had awesome food. I mean, like cordon bleu and steaks and all kinds of things. And um, so it, it you know, and they waited on us. They, they served us. It was like every, you know, m- morning, noon, and night. <laughs> wow. And, and so it was like, wow, this is pretty nice. But the every, every Monday, you have the same things. 
every Tuesday you have the same things. Every Wednesday you have the same thing. So yeah, it's good food, but it's the same exact good food every <laughs> for day seven of the week. months. Yeah, yeah. So so you're like you're sitting down, you know, and you 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 look down. And you're like, wait, it's like deja vu all the time. You're like, I thought I just ate this, or and it's not just food. It's everything. It's like you're you're playing music the same music every Monday, the same music every Tuesday, and you're listening to the same comedian, the same entertainment. So we were kind of like the Tonight Show band for, yeah. but for like the big, it, it, the, the big theater that seats like a thousand people, they do sh a big show. And so we're like the band on the side of the stage that kind of plays yeah. on, and now here you are, the comedian of the, you know, they, they bring the comedian out and we play him for him and, then they bring a juggler out. He, there was a guy who juggled with his feet. Really? He, he would lay on his back and juggle with his feet. Um, there was all, and there was like, there was a magician who was not that great. And he would like, he would make, he would like be successful at his tricks like 75% of the time. And then the <laughs> other time he'd be like screwing it up and it, we'd be all like, <laughs> you, know, you know, but, and it was, it was kind of like a Las Vegas style show, you know? Yeah. So, but, so basically it was it was kind of interesting for the first month but after that it was like the worst musical experience of my life like oh, wow. it was so not creative or artistic or anything it was just it was just a job and the worst part of the day was when i got my horn out to play which i went on that ship to to get experience as a player and i did but it it was just not fun and yeah. And so I was, and, and the other thing was there were, there were a lot of things that made it like Groundhog Day, but to make a long story short, it, I was the only Christian that I knew for seven months. Wow. And it was all the perfect elements to make me totally depressed. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Um, so we only played like two hours a day and it wasn't straight playing, you know, we play for a little bit, then wait a long time and then play a little more. And so, you know, you, you get up dressed up in your tux and you go up and you play for two hours, you come back down. And so basically my daily life was like, stay up late watching movies or whatever, and then sleep in late, then have the whole day to do whatever I whatever I want and then play at night for two hours. And, and I thought, Oh, I was going to practice. I'm going to read. I'm going to do yeah. all this. It was perfect. If you're, if you like are motivated and have a great productive attitude, well, you could do a lot with that time. And <laughs> some days I was better than others, but most of the time I was just depressed and I was yeah. like, I, I just watch movies and cause movies that's kind of been always been my drug or TV. It's like, it's the thing that, I can inject into myself and make me feel a little better for a little while. You know, that's, yeah. it's yeah. Anyway. So that's what I did. And, and I did redeem some of the time, but, but most of the time I was just depressed and I just hated life. And, and that was, that went on for seven months. And um, I realized at the end, well, one of the things I realized was that my whole faith, my whole walk why Christianity was basically held up by fellowship with other Christians. Hmm. That's my whole life had been around Christians. Yeah. And, you know, went to college. I found 
Christians to be with. And they really, like, they lifted me up. I was, it was really life-giving and great. And I was growing a little bit, but, and then I got to DTS. Oh, even better. Whoosh, builds me up. Right. Take away any of that. Um, I got nothing. Huh. And, and I, I just, yeah, it, and it really shed light on, wow. Yeah. There's nothing there. What, when things go hard, when things are hard, what, what do I do? I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, there's something about um, being alone that reveals a lot about yourself. Yeah, yeah, and and I I remember being in my crew, my cabin on the on the ship, uh, and that was the other thing I could never get alone. I I could never really get alone. I'm an introvert, and I really need to that alone time, and that that was probably the biggest reason why I got depressed. So I had a roommate, so I could hardly get away from people anywhere on the ship. Um, and I remember one of the times I was alone in my room, I was kind of like, I was feeling so down and I was like, it's just day after day after day of feeling down. I was just like, Oh God, like all I could do is like, God help. Like, I was like, I couldn't pray anything. I, I was like, I, God help me. I don't know what to do. And I, I would try to read the Bible. I was like, ah, I can't do that. Or I would try to read some book or something to kind of build me up or whatever. And, and I just, it just nothing, you know? Mm. And so by the time I, I had been playing when I was on land, I was praying, playing with this uh, uh, worship band that played in conferences and stuff. And uh, they were great guys. And, um, and so I was doing that kind of sporadically for a few years. And when I got off of the cruise ship, they called me and they said, Hey, we're doing a little tour. So I, we, they had a bus and we would drive from conference to conference and, you know, it was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and is so it, is it a band we would know? No, it, uh, no, it, it's, oh. it was called one five Oh and okay. they, we would play at junior high and high school conferences at this one conference organization. Oh, nice. But, um, um, <laughs> so we, uh, they would, uh, so I went and played with them and I was with them for a month or so and, or maybe more. And, and like, I was just going through the motions. Like, of course we're on stage in front of like a thousand people. We're, we're supposed to be leading worship. So I'm like, of course I'm like clapping and raising my hands and right. doing all that. It was totally just for show. I was like, I, this is not, this is not me. You know, like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing right now. And anyway, I was not in a spiritually good place. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then whenever, but see, of course I'm living with the guys, you know, we're traveling and like, I know they were thinking, what is up with this guy? He's all depressed and he just isn't very fun to be around. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I was just like, I just go back in the bunk and just go to bed. And, you know, I was just a shell of a person basically. And, and I, I had a week off and I borrowed, they were in Indianapolis and I borrowed my friend's minivan for the week. And I drove up to Wisconsin, um, to Madison, Wisconsin, where my friend, uh, Troy Sherman, who, I don't know if you know, Troy, um, Dean like, Sherman's son. Dean, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, that's Dean Sherman. Yeah. Yeah. I know he was is. in my DTS. So we were friends and I went, he was at a thing called school of the Bible in Wisconsin, in Madison. And I was like, Oh, well maybe I'll go hang out with them for the week. Well, I, I have nothing to do. And so I went up there 
and Dean was speaking that week too. So it was really cool. Um, and it was the first time I'd been in that YWAM environment since my DTS. And it was just the best week I'd had since DTS, which is like a year, you know, yeah. and it I, oh, it was just so refreshing. And, uh, I, and the teaching was amazing and, and just the fellowship, just the, the people were great. It was just so genuine and, and yeah, it's hard to describe what that's like but it, you know it when you feel it yeah and it's and it's so rare that's the that's the thing about ywam if you're on a good base and you're in that environment it is so rare i i know for for myself in our ministry we uh well we were talking about this before the podcast started that we've done several coast-to-coast tours where we'll go and we'll speak in different churches and it's amazing some churches you go to they're just dead it, it they're they're going through the motions you can they'll get up they have worship and everyone's singing but you can't feel a drop of the holy spirit in that place of the presence of god and it, it's wild and when so when you do find that it's like finding a well in the middle of the desert oh yes and that, that's exactly what i felt <laughs> yeah. and oh man so i was like by the end of that week i was like I think I'm going to come back here and do this school of the Bible. I don't know, really know what it is, but I'm going to come because I just want to be around these people. That was really what I wanted because basically I'm still in the stage of everything's held up by fellowship with other Christians who have got it or who know yeah. what's up. <laughs> and I don't really know what's up. Um, and so yeah, it, there was a few months. I mean, the next one was going to start in a few months. It's a well, what it is? It's a ten-month Bible school, and it's kind of like a crash course uh, in Bible college. It's like a, you go through the whole Bible in ten months, and you <clears throat> you learn a little Greek, you learn a little um, apolo- uh, um, hermeneutics, homiletics, and theology, and just church history. It's just a fantastic. I call it like a revival school, really. Um, it's, it's really, yeah, everything they're, they're, they're hitting at is really, it's revival theology. Yeah. My, my oldest son, he's planning to do his DTS at the end of next year. And then he's planning on going to Switzerland to do the school of the Bible. We'll see what God does, but right now that's what he wants to do. Okay. Are they, are they doing it there or is it SBS? Um, it might be the SBS. Yeah. That's, that's different. Um, but, but yeah, I, I don't, I haven't done that, <laughs> but yeah. I know they've done SBS in, in Switzerland, but, um, I think they only do it, do school of the Bible in Texas and they're not really doing it in Madison anymore, but. Okay. Yeah. But, it's yeah. the, it's the nine month one then. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's yeah. probably going to be good. Um, but yeah, so I went up there and I, it, let me see, what can I say? I, it was good. Um, it was a very small school. I was the only guy. Wow. There was, I thought there was going to be like, because the school that I visited, they had like 20 people and they were all really awesome. Yeah. And like, then I, I was like, oh, I want to, I want to be a part of a group like that. And then I get up there. I'm the only guy. There's like six other girls. And, and I think even all the staff were girls, except for one guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, they're great people, but I was kind of hoping for some buddies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but it, it was, it was great. And I was, 
I, but I wasn't really doing, I wasn't really having a quiet time at the time. Like I really was at this place. I was like, I don't, I don't want to try to, I don't want to fake anything. I don't want to try to make something happen or whatever. I didn't, as I had a, I just knew that didn't just wasn't, that just didn't seem right. Yeah. And, and uh, whatever, whatever growth happens, it needs to be just genuine and real. And so I was like, so, you know, I'm going to classes. The only Bible I'm getting is by reading my, for my homework. And there was this one moment where I was, I think I was reading for my homework where I read James 4, 8, that says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And I, I, I probably want to, maybe the first time in my life where the verse just totally yeah. jumped off the page at me. And I was, I felt it in here and I knew, oh, wow okay well uh, that's pretty simple <laughs> draw near to god and he will draw near to you and so i i that was significant i know i i made a note of that in my heart and we got invited shortly after that to the the school of the bible students had to go uh speak at a junior high weekend for these junior high kids and so we went up to this camp in Wisconsin somewhere and we, we had to put together a, um, you know, the morning message, the night message for like three days or something. And, and that's part of the schools. Like you're learning, you got to learn how to speak and teach. And so I had to do one. And <laughs> so I, I, I preached, I, I gave a message on how to have a quiet time which I wasn't doing myself, although I had in the past. I mean, it was something I knew about, but I really, that's always resonated with me because that just the whole topic of quiet times. So it so resonates with me because being a musician is that the biggest thing that I can, I can point every success in anything I've ever done musically was to practicing at least a half hour a day. I started doing that in like fourth grade. And by the time I was out of high school, I was pretty darn good. And, and everybody could tell like, oh, he's like the best one in the band or he's yeah. the, you know, it's like, he's, he actually works at it. And, but, but a lot of people, they're like, oh, I wish I could play like you. Like, I'm like, dude, it's not that hard. Just practice every day <laughs> yeah and it, it, but so many people just do not do that and and so i i as soon as i started when i went to music school and i was hanging out with those other christians that were you know pursuing the lord i was like oh maybe i should like spend time with god every day and maybe uh, maybe i would grow <laughs> just like i do with my sacks you know and it's kind of just a simple simple thing but so anyway, I, I took that example and I was speaking that and I, and I was, you know, I was passionate, you know, I was like, I am passionate about this. It's like, dude, you guys, you could do anything you want. Just spend some time on it every day. <laughs> and, and I, so, so I, I was like, I was, I was preaching. I was like, you don't believe all these people go 
up to the top of mountains and they fast for 40 days and all these different religions they're seeking god and they're seeking all these things people seek all over the world and they and they don't even have the truth and they're pursuing it and with all that they have and they they crawl up stairs on their hands and knees to get to the top and do all these stupid religious things and it means nothing <laughs> but you guys have the meaning of life it's right here in this book what we have the this is the meaning of life you know and it is and I would I just burst out into I was like I was preaching at myself I, I was it was just preaching all at myself you know and just everything I knew to be true but was not doing and uh I just burst up in tears and and I cr cried like a baby right in front of those kids and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and somehow we closed it off and they were really everybody was like whoa stunned and and uh uh anyway yeah it was it, and i knew like whoa something happened there and i went home from that because and i was like i can't be a hypocrite i told those kids with everything i've ever ha had to say like i've never heard myself talk like that before <laughs> uh I have to follow what I said. It, and I had like a conviction about that. And I was like, God gave me this verse, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That was what I preached on that verse. And, and I went in this room. We had an empty room. It's a, an old frat house on frat row in Madison, big university town there. And I went in this empty room we had every day after lunch, uh, and I said, I basically committed, I don't know if I said it out loud or anything, but I was committing in my heart, basically, I am going to do this for 30 minutes a day. What I was going to do, what I was going to do is that I, this book, Abide in Christ by Andrew Murray, oh, yeah. had caught my attention that previous summer when I was with the band. I found it in the drummer's bag. We were sitting in the back of the bus and I saw a book, I picked it up and and I read the back cover, and that was really the beginning. That was really the beginning of God catching my attention. He, the back cover says, Who would, after seeking the king's palace, be content to stand in the doorway when all of the blessings... Um, let, me, let me grab it. Yeah, yeah, I'm writing it down right now. Um, okay. It's so good. Who would, after seeking the king's palace, be content to stand in the door when he is invited to dwell in the king's presence? <laughs> um, and share with him in all the glory of his royal life. Certainly no one would so foolishly give up a royal life to merely stand in the doorway, separated from all the pleasures he was offered, Yet, notes the wisdom of Andrew Murray, this is what many Christians do. They come to Jesus as Redeemer, but never go beyond. Never go beyond the doorway to abide in him. Yeah. Experiencing the unspeakable joy of dwelling in the innermost presence of the King of Kings. So that spoke to me. And I was like, well, that's me. I'm standing in the doorway. I know Jesus. 
I believe in him, but I don't enjoy the abundant life mm. that I see these other people have. Yeah. I, I've seen people all my life. You can see it. They are in love with Jesus. They're passionate. They're standing at the front of the service with their hands up and they're just worshiping. And they're like, you look at them like, wow, what? A, that's genuine. Like, what? what is that? You know? And I, I, anyway, I read that and I was like, that's what I need. This wow. answer, this, this book has the answer. I knew it. And I started reading it a little bit that summer. And then I, I dropped it down because whatever life or whatever. But, but then after I preached that message, I picked that book up again. And I went to God in that room. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's a 31 day devotional through the, basically most of it is through John 15, the vine and the branches and, um, and just meditating on that. And so I, I went in that room and I, I prayed this little prayer. It was the most honest prayer I could think of. And, and I just said, God, I love you. I believe your word is true, but my life stinks. <laughs> um, I'm so I'm coming here every day until you do something. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he, that was something. all I could get out that I knew was a hundred percent honest. Yeah. Um, and I, and I was willing to do a year or two years or whatever. I, I knew I was going to be there for as long as it took. And uh, so I read a chapter out loud. Well, uh, pretty much most of the time out loud because I was like, I had to keep my attention. Like, I really was not at a, a place where I was like wanting to sit and be all meditative and like thoughtful and stuff like that. Like, I was like, I am doing this. And I was also tired after lunch, you know, in the afternoon, I'm kind of like, but this is the time that made the most sense to do this. And, and so I would, I would pace the floor, walk back and forth and read this book out loud. And the chapter's like three or four pages, but they're so deep that you, you can uh, meditate and, and ponder them for a long time. Um, but it's all just meditations on scripture. It's really amazing. I, I encourage everyone to read that book, but um basically just talking about the vine and the branches you are a branch on the vine this is your reality everything that's in jesus is available to you right now you do not have to live with sadness or sickness or whatever that's right ah, it's it's just the real gospel <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and of course i've i've lived that all my life i've lived around it all my life heard the bible all my life but all of a sudden it's like oh yeah you're right yeah isn't, you're right. isn't that amazing I, I just had a conversation yesterday with one of our staff uh for found and i was just telling her i said it's it's amazing to me how you especially the bible because the bible is alive you know, uh, you actually talked about that one. The, the video I've watched of yours this morning, you were talking about how you're reading from Hebrews about how it's alive and it cuts as a double-edged sword. And I, it's a, it amazes me how 
it really is alive because you can read the same verse. You could read the same verse every single day for 10 years. And then one day, like you said, it just explodes. And all yeah. of a sudden you have this crazy understanding. Uh, a lot of the old school people say it illuminates in your heart all of a sudden. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. And God speaks something to you and it can change your life from something you've read a bazillion times. I love that. And that's, that's the weird thing about people who grow up in the church. Um, I heard somebody say, one of, the, one of the guys at my church the other night said, he, he's grateful that, in a way, he's grateful that he didn't grow up Christian. Because hmm. he didn't have any of this stuff to relearn. It was all just, this is it, hot dog, I am running with Jesus, you know? Yeah. Uh, but like, when I talk about, well, we're, we're in home group together. We're talking about our, you know, our growth and as a Christian and, you know, my story is totally different than his. Um, Jesus just bust into this guy. He said he was a rascal. He was just, you know, worldly guy. And all of a sudden his life turned all the ways completely around. <laughs> um, so, so has your prayer life since that time you were doing 30 minutes a day and you were reading from this devotional, has your prayer life changed or is that pretty much still what you do every day? No, 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 this is, this is getting to the best part. So, so I did that every day about, like, I think it was two weeks. Um, all I did was pray that basically one sentence, two sentence prayer. And the other thing I always say is that God wait, Tozer says, God waits to be wanted. Hmm. <laughs> and, and that's what happened <laughs> i really wanted him yeah was it just a little bit i really wanted him. and and god saw that and and so i pondered these incredible solid devotions for thir you know two weeks and the chapter, so and so you will bear much fruit, <laughs> was the one I finished that one. And I was just like, whole the presence of God was just there. And, um, and I had, you know, I'd ex encountered that him before through, over the years in all these time, all these places I've been, but that not like this. And um, so, I, I was just like, I got down on my knees and uh, on my face and just, just, all it just, just wanted to be there, you know, just kind of mm -hmm. like, there's nothing you can do. And, I, and really the funny thing is, is that all like, I felt like I had to respond, like I had to do something and I just didn't, it, it was like, it was like, I guess you open the floodgates over your head or just like, just kind of just, okay let her rip, you know, and just like open the, the waterfall and dump it on him. <laughs> and, and I was just like, Oh, you know, and, and I, I, I love what Finney says was he said waves of liquid love. Yeah. Is that what he says? Yep. yep. <laughs> so, um, I, I, the funny thing is, is that I, I didn't know how to respond. I was just like, I just wanted to say something. I was just like, all the, I was reaching for the most intense words and all I could think of were cuss words. So I was like, 
<laughs> you know, amazing. <laughs> I was like, I was like well, that's weird. <laughs> and I was like, that's weird. That's, man, I, um, it, I know God understands, but I'm like, that's yeah. weird. <laughs> and But then I was just like, oh my gosh, tongues. And that was, that made perfect sense to me. It was like, that's what tongues is. <laughs> There's no human word in any language that satisfies that encounter with god that wow. relationship with god it doesn't matter like honestly if it really is gibberish i really don't care it doesn't matter because so i think that whole argument about come on give a, give me a break you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> well you know honestly i i i talk about it's, it's an interesting connection because I talk about that with sermons whenever whenever you preach, because it's amazing to me how you I often tell people the the people I teach and our students in our schools and stuff, I, I tell them it really doesn't matter the words that you preach. It really matters because there are some preachers out there. They're not very good teachers. If you listen to actually what they're saying, they're not good teachers. They don't really say anything, but the Holy Spirit is like blowing everyone out of their chairs and then you'll have some incredibly eloquent theologians with doctorate degrees and it's dead their whole church is dead and nothing is happening i tell people it's it really has nothing to do with the words coming out of your mouth it's it's what's coming out of you how yeah. how saturated are you with the holy spirit because that's really the only thing that matters yeah oh yeah that's oh, powerful so it, and that just shows the supernatural quality of what we're talking about. It's yes. not, it's not, eh, it's, I think it just takes a long time to really grasp that, that, that and that's really for me, even the, the Bible, take the Bible. I mean, it's a supernatural book. Yeah. There's no other book like it. And it's just, yeah. Oh man. I, I stopped. I, not not that there's anything wrong with there obviously is a place for studying scripture but I'm at a point in my life right now where I I I got an audio bible uh, this is years ago this isn't new and now I'll just listen to it for seven, two, three, four, five hours a day just whenever I'm going about my day and I've discovered okay. I call it I call it hydroponic life because <laughs> I just have a headphone in and there's that bible is playing all for hours usually my whole morning Okay. It's playing. And what will be amazing is even as I'm going about my day doing things, there will be times, you know how it is, you, you'll tune it out. It's like, it's almost like background music. Right. But then there will be that moment when the Holy Spirit wants to say something. And because I've made this decision, like I'll be available, where all of a sudden it's like a verse in that Bible will just break through whatever I'm doing and just grip my heart. And the huh. Holy Spirit says, this is what I want to tell you right now. And it's amazing how it how it works for me and my life yeah. and my walk with God, because now I've gone through the Bible over and over and over and over again, and it'll it'll be amazing. There was a a season a couple of years ago where this verse in Malachi, oh Micah, not Malachi, Micah kept coming. I think it's one eight would come up every single day where it's when Malachi or Mal, Micah is confronting these false prophets, and he is it's it's a whole story, but it's essentially he says you're all a bunch of false prophets. And then he says, the verse says, but I am full of power to be able to speak judgment to the people of Israel. And that verse, I was in a point in my life when I felt 
I felt like nothing. I felt like I was, I had, I was worthless. I had been a missionary forever, but I felt like it was all a waste. I never really did anything. It was, it was a rough patch. And as I would listen to this Bible, I, I, at that point, I don't do this now, but at that point I would even sleep with headphones in and just the Bible going all the time. And I remember one day I just, I started the Bible just at whatever point it was. And I woke up in the middle of the night right as that verse was playing. And I, I knew the Holy Spirit was waking me up saying, this is for you. You need to stop thinking of yourself this way. You need to get out of the funk, get out of it and understand who you are in Christ. And that was a, that was a big turning point for me because it mm -hmm. was one of those moments of, oh, God's actually paying attention to me. <laughs> you know, it, it was awesome. But you were giving, you, I like to say, put yourself in his path. Like, what's that guy who cried out, son of David, don't pass me by, you know, like. Um, oh, oh, the, that, the blind, blind Bartimaeus. He put himself where he knew Jesus was going to be coming. Or, or I think that's a story. Maybe I'm thinking about someone else, but. No, but yeah, you're right. You're right. Jesus, Jesus was, was going to be yeah. coming that way. And it's like, but you put the Bible in your, your head, even though you weren't feeling it and all that. Yeah, if it's I, like, give him something to work with. Yeah, I, exactly. I take that verse very seriously that says, because for a long time, I said, Lord, I must just have a lack of faith. And this is years ago. I said, I, I just have a lack. Of, it must be that. And I, I got that verse that says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I said, OK, well, then I need the word of God in me so that I can hear. And how do I cram the most word of God in me that I can? I get an audio Bible and I just have it going in my, it, I just, it's like, it's just washing me all day long, yeah. all day long, just a steady yeah. stream. That's awesome. Yeah. I haven't, I've, I've tried to do audio Bibles before, but I, I just haven't. That's encouraging though. Maybe I'll. Have you tried do, which ones do you do? Because the, the ones where it's just a guy reading are really boring to me. Uh -huh, I, yeah. I like the dramatized ones with the really awesome actors. And mm. uh, the one that I listen to right now is the word of promise. And it has, has all these really uh, Jim Caviezel. Who's in the passion, the pat he's, he plays okay. Jesus in this audio Bible. And there's a, a okay. whole ton of actors in there. It's, okay. It's well, maybe that'll make it a little more <laughs> palatable. It, it's good. It's, it's a okay. good one. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's cool. They got a crotchety old guy to sound like Moses. Oh, wow. <laughs> and is there music too? There's music. There's sound okay. effects. When when That's Goliath cool. gets hit with that stone, you feel it. It's okay. just, I, it's so, it, it's incredible. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, well, I... I don't know how how do we get I don't sorry know we, I yeah, I derailed you I was asking about <laughs> your okay. prayer your prayer life how it's yeah. grown from that moment uh, to now there's definitely more to the story so so um, I I spent about two hours with the Lord and I was just like oh wow it was like he it was just revelation it just he was just saying like pointing out all these different things that I cared about and he's like basically well you see it like this. Well, what about like this? <laughs> you know, it's like just light bulbs, light bulbs in like all kinds of things just that I, all the things I cared about music, even comedy or the arts or, or just anything. It just all these relationships, all kinds of things, just giving, turning my whole perspective uh, on turning the lights on really. And, and so 
I went out from there and I tell you from that point on, man, it, it, that was like a period of like six months or so of just tons and tons of revelation and, and just the Bible coming alive. And I really, uh, I, I, I got, I started seeing change in my life, like genuine change. And I'd seen other people have these kinds of things before, but, but I, and, but so I, and I was like, oh, so this is what happened to my friend Jenna, or this is what happened to this person. Wow. No wonder they were like just bananas for Jesus. You know, like <laughs> no wonder they're so excited. <laughs> like, and it, and it seems so real. No wonder their, pa- their prayers are so passionate. <laughs> and, and then I, so as the days went by, I was like, I just couldn't get enough of the Bible I, for the first time in my life. I was just devouring the Bible hmm. and it all of a sudden was the most exciting book in the world to me. And uh, well, I happened to be in uh, Galatians where the fruit of the spirit. And I was like, Oh, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, beat. Oh, check, 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 check. That's all there. It's all coming. I can totally see here, 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 here. All these places where the fruits of the spirit are evident in my life. And I am not trying to make that happen. It's a natural outflow because the Holy Spirit is in me. Yeah. And um, it really, what, what, I mean, I guess you would say what happened to me was that I got filled with the spirit. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I tell you, and so, so anyway, that we go on with the school of the Bible, of course, I'm loving it. And I'm just, everybody I'm talking to is just like, I'm just preaching it to everybody. And, and I'm basically discovered my calling is communication, communicating the gospel or truth of in any any truth <laughs> and i'm just i'm just i mean like if i can do that once a day i am it's like i got my shot of vitamins or something i'm like yes <laughs> let me out of you know and and uh so i we went through this church history well we were we had a church history section that we we're going through over the time and had this good overview book really thick book we're reading all that we get to the revival section like the first and second great awakenings and we went through you know i'm reading the about these different guys and i'm like wait a second that's what happened to me <laughs> like john wesley yeah and finney especially um and you're reading about these stories of revivals and and i'm just like oh wow this is awesome like this is what I'm experiencing right now as a personal at a personal level. This is what it looks like when everybody is experiencing it. Uh, and yeah, oh my gosh! Once I discovered that, I just could not. Like I was like, I really felt gypped or cheated or something. Like yeah, wait a second, I've been to this church and that church and this church. And I've been involved with this ministry and that ministry. And I've even went to a DTS and I still don't know. I didn't know what this was. Nobody told me what revival was. (laughs) Maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but I don't remember hearing any of these stories before. And, and, and 
it just became my passion to basically like I just was like, just go up to anybody. Have you heard about this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I just, it's like reading fantasy stories. Yeah. But they're real. Or, or reading about the book of Acts, which everybody loves that. But this is like the, the next chapters of the book of Acts. That's right. They still are being created right now. And there's so many of them that we could spend our whole life reading and it's just too exciting. And the fact that so many of the church does not even know a tiny bit about it. Yeah. It really makes me mad, it, like a holy anger. <laughs> yeah, abs absolutely. That's that's why I have been over the past few months really been, well, even whenever I was in YWAM and I taught in DTSs, I, I would teach the missions week which that's five, five days. And usually I would take one, each day is three hours for people who haven't done it. And I would usually take at least one, usually two days, the first two days. And I would just teach church history timeline. I would go from uh, the, the, the apostles, because most people have no idea how the apostles lived and died after Jesus. I go through the apostles all the way up. I'll go through several different countries. How did Russia get the gospel for the first time? How did uh, Ireland get the gospel for the first time? And so I would I would teach on that in every single one of my schools because I'd say, these are our brothers and sisters who've gone before us. This isn't just some boring history class. These are people that we need to learn from who have done things that we can do now. They're, they're models for us. And so I would go through them. And now, of course, that's a, a big part of, of Revival Carriers itself. But yeah. that's also why I did the podcast. That's why I started this podcast was because history is being made right now by you and by me and by Sam yeah. Childers and people that I've interviewed on this podcast. It wasn't just, oh, this will be fun. It was, no, God is using people all over the yeah. world all day, every day. And I want to hear what he's doing. I want to hear their stories. And, well, so, and, and the, the beautiful thing about stories is that, well, and this is why Jesus mostly used them. <laughs> yeah. It sticks in your head and you ponder it. You're basically meditating on good stuff, good That's truth. Right. And it gets in you and you don't forget it. And then you go tell your friend about it and they tell their friend about it. And it's like, but it also, what is it? Um, testimony means do it again. Isn't that mm. what it means? I, I don't know. I heard, That's some, a... I heard somebody say, I don't know if it's some translation of something, but testimony means do it again. Wow, I hadn't heard that. And that's what it makes you feel when I hear a testimony of somebody have, seeing a miracle or something or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to see that. It makes you excited and it makes it just fuels your desire <laughs> and it fuels your faith for that to happen in your life. And I just think we need to be sharing our stories with yeah. everybody. Well, uh, and the book of Revelation, it says that the saints overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Yeah. Testimony is incredibly powerful. Yes. And, and that's usually the reason why someone turns on to the Lord. Yeah. Because yep. they saw it. They saw it in someone else's life or they heard about it. Yeah. from someone else's story. I... Now, so speaking of testimony and you have this passion to share the word, I, I, I don't know. I think you reached out to me first, but I, you have a TikTok channel called yeah. The Deeper Life, which has a bazillion videos on there. And you have, 
I don't know how many, I, I, tons and tons of followers. It's growing all the time. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about that. How did that come yeah. about? Okay. Well, because I know you're really I, passionate about TikTok and being oh, it being used for the gospel. Oh, it's an amazing opportunity. Yeah, I it's really, really incredible. Um, so so let's see. Back in in like May or something, we have I had this prayer time with some people at my church. It, we do this thing called Freedom Immersion, and um, it's it's really fantastic. It's it's really about you're in prayer with other people. I guess some people would call it like sozo prayer or something like where, where you, you're really like listening to God together. And it's, um, you try, you maybe you kind of like say, God, is there anything you want to work on in me or like any, anything that hasn't been un, un uprooted or whatever. And you, you just, you know, and he he'll pinpoint things and say, um, and so, and you walk, you work on, you get those strongholds dealt with and uproot that crap and, and, you know, replace it with the truth <laughs> and uh and so there there what was i i had already well god was really pinpointing this thing of perfectionism in me and um and really i had i had been kind of going after that already and he, he really showed me that it was rooted in fear and it had basic and i basically had been seeing that it had been basically messing up my whole life even though I love the Lord and everything and filled with the spirit and all that, there was, it was like, there was a block in a lot of places, wherever I would walk forward, I'd be like blocked, 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 blocked. And, and I really could see it. I kind of had a wake up call with some things that happened at that time. And I was like, wow, this has got to be dealt with once and for all. I was kind of sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is not, this is not allowed in my life. And I, this has got to be dealt, dealt with. So anyway, that, that was kind of, I, it, it's hard for me not to share all the amazing details, but they, we, we had this prayer time and I felt like, I really felt, I heard God really clearly say, I need you to stand up. And, and I knew what he meant. I, I needed to start making videos a lot, like regularly. Like stand up in the crowd and speak um, and I'll backtrack a little bit. I, I was already feeling a level of, of freedom in that perfectionism thing, but, but what, the reason why was because through that period of seeking the Lord about that, he really pinpointed all, I, I, I just had this idea. It was probably because I was watching some really awesome teachings and he was encouraging you to go after, like, if there's something that you're dealing with in your life and you, you know, it's there you like fear in my life or perfectionism, go in the Bible and find all the verses that are the exact opposite of that thing. Write them all down, like three pages, four pages, as many as you want. Just get a lot of them. Get all the best ones you can find, write them all down and 30 days, 30 days, 60 days, something like that you read those verses out loud. Don't let it be a religious duty. You know, watch yourself. Don't let it just be some thing you're doing, but, but speak them out, turn them into prayers. Let it be your meditation. And the more you just, especially when you speak something out loud, it's just, there's a certain power to declaration 
Yeah. And so you make those things, you personalize those verses and, and like say, you are speaking about, you are speaking the truth about you out of your mouth. And, and it's like, what is it? What did you say to by hearing, hearing by the word of God and yeah, faith comes by hearing, hearing your ears are hearing your voice, speak the word of God. And there's power in that man. I tell you, I did that. I have videos. Some of my earliest videos are talking about all the details of this because I was so blown away. It was like that time back in 2000. 2000 is when that original time was that I was describing. It was like that a lot. Like mm. he truly did bust that out of my life. Yeah. I, I, I work, I, I do work and do marketing stuff and I do all different things and other, I'll get into situations where I'm like, Oh, this is easy. I'm not stressing out about, I'm not getting anxious about this. I am, I'm just doing it like I always wanted to, or like when I'm having a really good day, but every day is a really good day. It's like, anyway, so, so that was like a total freedom, a new level of freedom in my life. And I was just so, and it really was the power of the word of God and, and declaration of the word of God. Declaration is so powerful. I have a whole list myself that I go over just declaring over my kids, declaring over my finances, over my ministry every day, every day. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. I, man, it's like, I, you know, I had that on certain levels of my life and in, in the past, but it's like another one of those things. I'm like, once I had this revelation of it and I, I was like, Oh, why didn't this person mention this to me? Why didn't this person? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm not bitter or anything. I'm just kind of like, wow. I, yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, the whole process of us growing and learning and going through our process, I'm just like, can't we just speed this up somehow? <laughs> but anyway, uh, but that's part of what makes me so passionate about whenever I get to speak. It's just like, dude, I don't want you to wait. Yeah, there's really I like I really like it just burns in me like I'm like, please, please don't don't waste any time. Don't waste any time like I did without knowing this thing. Yeah, because because this thing is critical, like the vine and the branches revelation. You've got to have a revelation of that or you are not going to have a good Christian life. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be confusing and you're going to have all sorts of problems and it's not going to be good. You, and you're, you, you could fall away. I mean, so many people are, Oh, right. So now, many yeah. people are deconstructing yeah. and there's so much reason why that doesn't need to happen. It's, it's anyway, you get yeah. me going, but, Oh, I know. But, Trust me. I've had- but the TikTok thing. So, so this is where I was. I, I was fresh off of this thing. And then God says, I want you to stand up. I said, I need you to stand up in the crowd. And that's what I did. And I was like, I started making videos on YouTube. See, I've made, I've made videos for years off and on for different things, not always preaching videos, but I I've been involved with marketing and doing different things. And, and, and so but I hadn't had a total Christian channel <laughs> yeah. and uh, that was only focused on that. And, and so I made one on YouTube and, you know, you'd post some videos and this is the common way. It, it just takes forever for people to watch them. 
And like you post something, it might not get views for days, you know, or even if you get some views, they didn't watch the whole thing. Or you're just like, and after a while, I was like, ah. yeah, it's like, it's really not much fun because like, well, I mean, I could just do this in my closet, you know, <laughs> nobody's listening, <laughs> but, but uh, my friend at church, she got, she was in TikTok and she told me, yeah, I get 60,000 followers and like, I can't believe it. Like, it's just really fun. And, and she has like, it's all health centered. Like she's, she has some really amazing health journey that she's been on and life totally transformed by natural health stuff. And she was talking about that. And I was like, wow. And I looked at her channel. I was like, I'm not really interested in her videos, but, but I'm like, what? Like 60,000 followers. And she, she gets so many views on all these uh, videos she's making. And I'm like, huh. And then I, I started scrolling around and I was like, Hey, there's, there's all these people preaching on here. <laughs> I was like, well, I could do that. And, and yeah. that would be a blast. <laughs> and, um, and really, one of the things I noticed was a lot of the people that preach on there, they're all preaching salvation, 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 salvation. Like, and that's great. But really, my heart has always been Christians maturing. Like, because that was my story. Like, that's my passion. I don't want any believer to be ignorant of the truth of the abundant life in Jesus hmm. and, and that it's not just for some people, it's for everyone. And, and it's not complicated. It's actually very easy and simple. And, oh man. So, cause I felt like I missed out for so long when I really didn't need to. <laughs> I just, so many times I'm just like, why didn't my friend just say, Hey, Gabe, I noticed something. Let's sit out. Let's talk about, do you want to talk about that yeah. for a second? And I, I would, I would, I would have been, yeah, yeah. Tell me like, I'm totally, I was so ready for somebody to sit down with me and say, Hey, what do you think about this? And, and have that dialogue. And, and I would, I would have responded if somebody would have said, Hey, you know what? I really highly recommend this book. Um, it's a really great book. You should read it. It's basically like DTS in a book. Right. <laughs> and, and, uh, and that's just my heart for this stuff. And so, but I, I, so I saw the, all these people preaching, you've got to get saved. You got to get saved and almost kind of like scaring people into heaven. Yeah. Which I really don't like. Uh, it, it's just not getting them off on the right foot. <laughs> um, and so anyway, and I, I, you know, there's thousands of people. So I, these were just a few of the ones I saw and I was like, no, we need to talk about this other stuff because <laughs> anyway, that's, that's my heart. I, I hope I'm in you funny. The crazy thing is there's so many people have gotten saved on TikTok. It's really, really amazing. Yeah. Like I even, some of these people, like they'll do, baptisms on zoom they'll set up the their computer or their phone on a tripod next to their bathtub and the guy on zoom will say i baptize you in the name of the father son and holy spirit and the guy who goes back in the bathtub and they get he gets baptized yeah so people have gotten saved on tiktok it's amazing and there's they're really like reaching out to generation z really but all generations are on there it's really amazing. And it's not just for dancing. 
yeah. it's not just for doing stupid videos that are silly yeah um uh there's a lot of people doing regular serious normal things on there and um um what was i going to say that um yeah i know for me i work with a lot of teenagers just in our ministry and i didn't use tiktok forever because yeah. I thought it's just all dumb. Everything I saw, it was just dumb, worthless, waste of time stuff. And then someone, I can't remember how, I don't remember how it came about, but I, I heard about somebody doing videos that were like educational on there. And so I had the same thing like, well, I wonder if, I wonder if that could be useful for something else. And that kind of led me to TikTok, which I mean, I don't have nearly the number of followers that you do right now, but but I've really loved the format of just a couple minutes, just mm -hmm. a video. That's, that's a challenge for someone like me who likes to talk a lot, yep. do something that's a minute or two minutes or three minutes. Well, you can't go over three minutes, but that's, that's a challenge to get out something important in that amount of time. Yeah. And it's been a good education for me. Well, for the longest time, it was only one minute. And that was the thing that kept me out. I was like, eh, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. Like, that's too hard because like me, I'm really long-winded. I love the long version of stories. I love context and all that. But uh, then they opened it up to three minutes. And then I started, then I, I started considering it. I was like, oh, three minutes. I could do something with that. Yeah. And and the the longer I've been on though, the more I've, the more I've been, I've developed to be able to go shorter. And and um like and I'm seeing how that's more effective oh, it, or it can be depending on what you're doing. But, but, uh, but the, so I, I started posting in August of 2021 and I just posted every day except for Sunday. And um, I would record, I record like five or six minutes and then I would have to edit it down to three. <laughs> <laughs> and and slowly i learned how to talk i knew what three minutes felt like or you know i was like okay no more than that <laughs> make save it for another one you know and and um but i i just put i got 300 views over and over and over and over for the longest time but well like probably two weeks every video got about 300 views you know, and I had my faithful people that would, it would be almost the same people every time, like liking my videos and commenting and stuff. I was like, okay, this is, this is more fun than YouTube. But I'm like, why is it always 300? Like, this is weird. But the, the algorithm on TikTok works, works really differently than other social media sites. And it's a really unique thing. And this is what I always try to get, drive home to people is like, there is an opportunity right now it's not going to last forever. We have an opportunity to seize this window of time where basically TikTok is giving away traffic. The algorithm is in your favor. Uh, on Facebook, it's so frustrating because you post stuff and you, you don't know who's going to see it. it. Yeah. Many times, no one like I'll make this cool post. I'll write something really fun and or really good. I'm really proud of it. You know, like 10 people saw it, you know, and it's just disappointing. It's like, you know, on the earlier days of Facebook, more people would see my stuff, you know, yeah. uh, but, but TikTok right now. So it, they just turn on the juice 
Like if you, if you will post consistently for a certain amount of time, and there's different things as I could probably teach a whole class on this. And I might, um, because it's not that complicated. You just have to understand how it works and mold yourself into that way of communicating and doing stuff. And, but one of the, I did a video, I woke up, I didn't even check. I taught, I've taught myself not to check my stats until like noon or one. It's like after I've had my time with God and checked the important things. Cause if, if, if a video blows up or something, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> and I'm like, Whoa, I'm like, I got all these comments. I'm like, I got to respond. And this is exciting. And it gets like, it's super amazing. Like, okay. I had a video go after two weeks. It, I woke up and it had like 12,000 views on it in less than it was probably like eight hours. I went to sleep. Wow. I checked it. It had like 300 as normal. I woke up, I checked it about noon or 11 and it had 12,000 views <laughs> overnight. And basically I'd been preaching all over the world while I slept. That's amazing. <laughs> and I mean, if you add it all up, it was a three minute video or two minute video. And you add all that up when they show you the stats, like it shows how many times that's been viewed and where it's been viewed. And it shows like, this is this video has been viewed for a total of 300 hours you know that's crazy i just posted this last night like <laughs> oh my gosh it's like i got to have a sit down conversation and tell that little two minute message to 12,000 people you know well really it's not exactly 12,000 it's usually like 10% of that number that actually watches the whole thing so but it just grew and grew and grew and grew over the next 24 38 hours or whatever and and uh i think now that video is at 91,000 views and it's still getting viewed and it's like uh once that happened i was like oh i guess this is what i'm doing now this is a blast <laughs> you know like uh, they're just going to let me speak to thousands of people whenever I want. And, you know, not every video blows up. Right. Um, so there'd be some, I've got one on my, my account right now. That's at zero. Um, yeah, I've because, noticed that with my TikTok as well, which I'm pretty new. I've, I started in January. So I've, mm -hmm. I've got like 50 or 60 videos that most videos get about 500 views. And then all of a sudden it seems like once a week I get a video and it'll have two views just for no reason two two views, zero views, five views. And it just stays right. there. I have no idea why. Yeah, there and we'll, yeah, I'll send you some. We'll talk. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about it later. There's all kinds of there's all kinds of things that there's all kinds of reasons you which you start to see. Like this is one that I have was I've never had one that's been zero, and and it's I think something like they change things all the time. It's like they're adjusting things all the time. And so the TikToker community, I, I'm in Facebook groups and stuff. We're all jabbering about what's going on, what's going on. Oh, they just started doing this. Everybody make three-minute videos. Okay, now everybody <laughs> makes seven-second videos with just text on the screen. And like, so there's all these little things, and like they have these different uh, ways of doing videos or formats that they'll just say, okay, we are going to reward everybody who makes a 30-second video. Bam. And then if you, if you're on top of that, you can, you can, you can work with it. And, um, it's really amazing. So like, for me, like my results are very mild 
compared to a lot of people like, and I'm still trying to figure it all out. Um, but like there, if you look into like people that like, there are people that are full-time TikTok people and they make a living on TikTok. They, they're, and their accounts have like a million followers, 2 million, some are like 500,000 or 700,000. And, you know, they probably started in 2019 or 2020. So that's another thing I mentioned to myself. I was like, well, they started a, long, or a lot earlier than you. But I've, I've heard stories of people that have started um, way later, uh, like around maybe, and they grow super duper fast. So like sometimes if your video can get like 100,000, 200,000, some videos will just take off. And then within a day or two, they will be viral and all of a sudden they've got thousands of new followers. So like when that happened for me, I got 2000 followers in a day and, and that just blows me away. And like, that's happened a, a few other times since. Yeah. So, we've talked about that. That's like all of a sudden you're, you're preaching a mega church size group of people. Yeah. And that's what I'm, I have been trying to preach like to pastor friends of mine and other people that I know for years, like, and it wasn't with about TikTok. It was about YouTube. It was about blogging. It was about podcasting. Yeah. It was about all these things. Do you, I don't, I, I mean, I think some more and more people are starting to wake up to it, but there's still way too many people who can commun who are communicators of the truth who really have a message to that mm. God wants to get out there. Yeah. Um, they've got the real deal. You know, if someone's got the real deal, it's almost, it's like, it's like a crime if you do not share it. Yeah. And I, if, and I would say this to anybody who has a testimony, like what I shared today or, it doesn't have to be amazing or whatever. If you know Jesus and you have actually met Jesus and he is in, you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you've got something to share with people. And if you're not sharing that with people, uh, I need to like slap you upside the head. It's, because... a, it's a dangerous thing to know Jesus and have a testimony and not share it. It's very, yeah. I think, I think it's very, I think all of us, well, not just, I think scripture says that we'll all give an account for our life. And if we have, there's so many scriptures in Jeremiah and other places where it says, if you know, somebody is in the wrong in sin and you don't tell them their blood is on your head. So it, it, the Bible is really, it warns people. You, you have to share, you have to tell people about Jesus. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the way you do it, you have to be led by the Holy spirit, but man, it's, it's key. It may, it may only be to your neighbor. Or it may only be people in your family, whatever the Lord speaks to you to do, but you have to share, you have to open your mouth and share. And, and the beautiful thing is this is, I love this. Uh, I call it the pouring out principle. <laughs> the more you pour out of this, of your story, of your testimony, teaching, sharing the goodness of God, the more it makes more room to fill up on more of him. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of like people get spiritually constipated. 
<laughs> they go to a conference, they read all these books. So they are, they're filling up on all this stuff, gorging themselves. It's just part of their life. Like so many believers, that's what they do is it, it's great. Yeah. But they're not pouring out. And some people's pouring out might be different. It might be like acts of service or, or doing, but they're not going and doing. Um, the more and when you do that, it's just God blesses it. Yeah. And you just, it's like out of nowhere. You're like, I, ha I have more capacity to take more of the goodness in when I preach. When I get to share on TikTok, if I haven't done a video in a few days, I'm like, oh my gosh, I better do that video because yeah. I'm hungry for more. Like I know it makes me hungry and yeah. I want to be hungry. Yeah. If I'm not feeling hungry, that's a sign. That's not Something's a good sign. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gabe, yeah. thank you so much. This has been, I'm going to have to have you on again because I have a lot of other things I want to talk about, but, oh, man. Uh, but man, I really appreciate your time and for you coming on and, and sharing your heart. Would you, would you pray for the viewers and the listeners yeah. just as, as we close this out? <laughs> hmm, Jesus, thank you for the truth that sets us free and that, that your word is supernatural and it's living and active and your word, Jesus, you are the word and you live in us and you long to use our mouths to speak that word. I just pray you give revelation to the people listening today of the power of releasing the truth from their mouths, no matter if they're a preacher or a teacher or whatever, Lord, open up those opportunities and those doors for them to release the truth on whoever has ears to hear. Yes, that's so amazing. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you.